Oh, man. It's been over a week. We'll talk about that later. You're getting this today at the suggestion of Justin against better judgment. Because I need content, I'm going with it. The summer before Justin moved an ocean away to Dublin, every time we visited each other, we tried to get together some sort of Dungeons and Dragons one-shot session. I ran one on one visit to New Jersey, and then I tried to plan a continuation for the next time he visited me. I took an element of my first game and twisted it into something really weird that would hopefully set up a possibility for a long-term plot if we were ever able to keep going. The day we actually wanted to play was unfortunately the day after a party my roommates and I had thrown. In addition to being a severely hungover DM trying to run a game for five severely hungover players, I had barely prepared for the game itself and I did a very bad job. But I did have one single element ready that I had sunk all of my prep time into, for better or worse. I was trying to set up this big bad, an ominous old warlock crime boss known as Mama who had been the driving force behind the first game I ran. I just don't have a logical explanation for what I did next, because what I did was, surprise, I made a fictional podcast. I got the idea to develop a fictional Sarah Koenig character who made a fantasy version of Serial about a crime that was linked to Mama and would effectively blow her whole situation wide open once the threads were followed. So I now present the batshit serial parody I made for a failed hungover D&D session to establish conflict. Okay, here it goes. This is a prepaid call from Quentin McClam, an inmate at a Don Patrick Correctional Facility. From a New York Minute and WZRD New York, this is Chronicle, a story told into a magic bean pod week by week. I'm Stacy Kaplan. For the last year, I've spent every moment I can trying to figure out what a young wizard was doing one day many years ago. Twenty years ago, a girl named Dahlia Woodmansey disappeared. She was a student at Old Fromm College in Downpatrick. She was a tiefling, she was studying druidic magic, she was smart, beautiful, and popular. A few days later, she was found dead outside of town. Her ex-boyfriend, Quentin McClam, was arrested and sentenced to life in prison for her murder. About a year ago, I met a woman named Zada Tomlin. When I told her I worked as a detective in the city, her eyes lit up and she told me about her nephew, who she said was wrongly incarcerated for the last 20 years and lost his entire youth to shoddy police work for a murder he didn't commit. His name was Quentin McClam, and he was a good kid, she said. Now a man, he deserved to be free. He deserved for someone to figure out what really happened and who really killed his ex-girlfriend all those years ago. I thought that this surely had to be another case of a young man being one person at home and another in his personal life, a product of toxic masculinity excused and revered by family. But something about her commitment led me to question if I was just being reductive. So I gave Quentin a call. It was just a normal day to me. A totally normal day. (sighs) Dahlia and I broke up about a month before, and it was, I mean, it was honestly pretty chill. I thought it was pretty mutual, you know. We both thought it was just time or whatever. We were we were going in different directions. Uh, that day I ran into her on the quad, and usually we'd chat and catch up if we saw each other. And um, it, was, it was really amicable. Like, you know, we'd give each other a hug and stuff. But that day uh, she didn't want to talk, and I thought it was really weird. I mean, 
I, not that she didn't want to talk, but that she wouldn't give me the time of day to even just say hi or anything. She just kind of pushed right past me and said she had to get to Mama's. Her mother's house? No, no. It, it was this, uh, it was, I never met her. It was just this lady who helped her when uh, things were tight. I think some kind of, you know, some kind of family friend or something. She didn't, uh, she didn't talk about her a lot, but she went over there to do a lot of uh, her errands for her, like grocery shop or change light bulbs. I don't know, stuff, you know, stuff like that. And then the lady would give her money when when she needed it i don't know she kind of she kind of made uh she kind of made mama sound like you know like she was a little hard to handle and so i always really admired her for going over to help her out anyway it's true quentin doesn't seem like a cold-blooded killer but i was talking to him from prison if you didn't do this why do you think they thought you did I can't, you know, I mean, I can't say I don't fit the role. What Quentin means by this is he's a half-orc from a poor family from Susitai. Crimes get pinned on people like him all the time, especially in Downpatrick back then. Quentin was one of only four half-orcs in his class of hundreds of students at the college. You know, uh, kids who got in trouble at school would always be like, man, the Downpatrick police are fucked, they're corrupt, they don't, they don't care who's actually breaking the law, they just, they just want to mess with college kids and everything, but, but, you know, I never really got in any trouble, so I never thought much about it. You think you were treated fairly? I don't know. You know, sometimes I think about how I ended up here, and I try to trace it all back, and I start to I start to feel like there's another version of me who did this, or like like a clone of me who gets why it all went down this way. Like there are people out there who must uh, know the truth, but somehow this is what happened instead. I can't say I didn't believe him when he talked like this. Maybe there was something going on behind the scenes that was so much bigger than just one kid. Quentin, what else did you know about Mama? I understand um, I, I understand that you didn't know much, but did she testify in the trial or anything? I don't know. I don't think she was ever called to the trial, no. Because if Dahlia had gone to her house before she disappeared, wouldn't Mama have been the last person to see her alive? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I never thought much about her. She was just some old lady. She's probably not even alive anymore. Let me give you a look into the future of this investigation. Mama is alive and well in Downpatrick. Mama, as they call her, is a dwarven woman named Sybil Lovett who has lived in Downpatrick for decades. Dahlia did make it to her house that day, but Mama was never called as a witness. Not only does she appear on no court documents, but there are no public records of her either. She practically doesn't exist. Until you ask the right people. This has been day 14 of the February Project, a mini-podcast where I make an audio piece of 10 minutes or less every day in the month of February. The music in this piece was from Serial, and Justin said that if Sarah Koenig tries to sue me for using the Serial music, he'll represent me in court, so that's sorted.